0: Hi there, this is Robin McCauley from Black Swan and MSG, and you are listening to Michael's Record Collection.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Michael's Record Collection, where we talk about great music with the people who make it and the people who love it. I'm your host, Michael Citro, and this is episode number 95. For this episode, I welcome back vocalist Robin McCauley, who you may remember came on the show to promote his band Black Swan's Generation Mind album on episode 56 back in March of 2022. The legendary rock vocalist from the McCauley Shanker Group has a new solo album called Alive coming out February 17th on Frontier's Music. The irony here is that it's a studio album, but there may end up being a, a live album in the future, That includes songs from Robin's two most recent solo albums and some Black Swan music because he told me he's going to get to do some live shows this year. Like his 2021 solo album Standing on the Edge and the two Black Swan albums to date, Robin's new record is a melodic rock album that showcases his impressive voice. The Irish singer just turned 70 years old and I spoke to him a week before his birthday and not only does his voice still sound good, but he can also still hit some amazing high notes. Before we get to the interview, I want to invite you to visit my website, michaelsrecordcollection.com, where you can find links to everything, including how to sign up for my free newsletter and follow all my social media accounts, which are at Mike's Records on Twitter and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. There's also a link on the website to my Patreon site where you can check out the perks that you get if you subscribe, starting as low as just $2 a month. The more you support the show, the more you get. You can write to me at michaelsrecordcollection at gmail.com, ask a question, give me some feedback, or just say hello. Okay, let's get to my interview with Robin McCauley about his Alive album. Here we go. Hey everybody, it is time again for Michael's Record Collection. I want to welcome back to the program, you may remember he was here in March of 2022. We spoke about the Black Swan album. It's Robin McCauley. Please uh, give a warm welcome to Robin McCauley out there in your homes right now. <laughs> welcome back, Robin.
0: Hello, Michael. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. And Happy New Year, everybody. Hope yeah. It was a good one.
1: Am I talking to you uh, again from Vegas? Are you in Vegas?
0: No, I am not. I am home in
1: Los Angeles, California. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we're here to talk a little bit about this new album, new solo album called Alive, uh-huh. uh, which uh comes out February 17th on Frontiers Music. Right. And uh, I am uh, I've been listening to this and enjoying it a little bit. It's your first solo album since way back in 2021,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then of course, you had Black Swan last year, so you've You've been uh, very uh, busy lately, and you seem to have a, a very energized career right now. It's a very active period in your career. To what do you owe this uh, surge of activity, Robin?
0: Whew, timelines. <laughs> you know, um, I guess uh, kudos to, to uh, Frontiers. They wanted me to do it. Uh, Black Swan came up. We we picked out uh, uh, Shake the World. We had amazing response and they basically wanted momentum and asked me if i do a solo record we you just standing on the edge not really knowing what to do uh but the response was was really positive and last year uh my god it seems so long ago last year doesn't it (laughs) um generation mind an even more amazing response with the second black swan record and um We had always planned to do this follow-up to the solo. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a bit late coming to the party because I should have submitted this as early as June. But I was in Europe doing a Michael Schenker tour, and that got extended. Um, But here we are, beginning of the year. First single title track came out a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And today, Friday the 13th, um, we dropped another one, Uh, Feel Like Hell with a video. And uh, in and out between interviews, the response has been amazing for that too. So I'm, I'm in a good place. I feel I feel man, I could do more of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's we're definitely entering a, uh, a very good period or not entering, but we're in the middle of a, a very good period of, of Robin Macaulay music. and, and so
0: you, I mean, if nobody was listening, I wouldn't be here, so I, I really do I'm not taking it lightly. I really, really, really do appreciate it. So thank you.
1: Does this mean we get another Black Swan next year?
0: Um I believe you do I just heard. So <laughs> I am I'm, I'm even more excited about that. I'm a little worried because I'm thinking ah, oh, shit what what are we supposed to write about now? So we'll <laughs> we'll have to come up with something <laughs> to make it interesting. <laughs> I'm sure. always good for I'm always good for a story. At least that's what Jeff Pilson tells me anyway.
1: Yeah, you know, he would know, I guess.
0: <laughs> he would know. Yeah.
1: So you have um This is your second uh, solo album in a couple of years. Tell me a little bit about the songwriting process for this album, because you worked with Andrea Caveso for guitars, uh, uh, Alessandro Dovecchio on bass and keyboards, and Nicholas Papapicchio on drums. Uh, Fantastic musicians. How did the music and and lyrics all come together for this?
0: Yeah, these guys still there, thank God, because they're just killing it. Obviously spoke with Alessandro about how we would approach this one. We wanted it a little more edgy, so keep that modern production. You really never know what you're going to get when you give me a piece of music when you leave the lyrics and the melodies to me. So mm-hmm. um, Alessandro sent me a bucket load of songs, some new writers involved with him this time. Um, and then Ulrich uh, Longfist and Pete Alpenberg from Sweden also involved like they were in the first one. And they sent me a bucket of songs. And of course, everybody goes, pick my song, pick my song. Um <laughs> So out of the barrel of songs that they sent me, I picked twelve and uh, I let Alexandra know what I'm going to work on. And he goes, take it, go with it. And I write all the lyrics, all the melodies. I do my demos and I send back the roughs and I go, What do you think? And I usually give it a, a an order listing. So I think there's a sort of a, a thread of cohesiveness through. It. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hmm, this sounds great to me. Let's let's do it. Okay. I record the vocals here in LA. Um, and then he goes to work and I, like the Black Swan records, I bring my son Casey in, he loves coming into the studio and he joined me on, I don't know, maybe four or five tracks doing some backing vocals and we have a blast and um, keep your fingers crossed and you pick the, the topics and... We try to make sense out of the whole thing and hope somebody else will go, what the hell is he singing about? And uh, <laughs> let it go from there. And then they come to me and they go, any ideas for artwork, uh, move, uh, um, videos? And that's the wrong question to ask me because. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> and I went, of course I do. And then they let me run with that. And they give me just the best, best artist to work with. Mm-hmm. Um who, who just takes my ideas and really brings them to the album cover and seems to capture my wackiness every time. And and I love it. I love it. It's like if you see it coming to life and we go backwards and forwards with colors and ideas and it, the picture forms. And so it's great, Michael, to see it, the cake being made in the oven. You, you start off with the ingredients and and then you start eating the damn thing, and you are going, man. <laughs> this is I'm 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 liking this, so I'm very happy. I love the production. I love the the way the songs came out, and uh, I can't talk enough about Andrea Cervasio's guitar playing because he's just killing it. Oh,
1: he's amazing. He's amazing. He is a, he's an amazing. Killing guitar it. You that have not like, been, uh, my friend. You have not been hurting for great guitarists on your music.
0: You know, I am I am absolutely blessed. I've worked with my God so many and I seem to be continually blessed with with that they just they come in and they want to work with me and I'm going, really? and and they just they just add that, those extra ingredients that are just it's awesome.
1: Uh, tell me, Robin, what kind of writer you are. Do you have, are you the kind of writer that has lyrics laying around that you scribble things down from time to time? Or do you do you need to hear a piece of music to start formulate ideas for it?
0: Exactly that. I have nothing. I don't have the book of words, the book of wisdom anywhere lying around the place. They will send me the music. I will listen to every song. Only that song. I will pick all the songs once I've selected what what sonically I like to hear, and I will just take any song, any randomly out of the 12, and I will only listen to that song maybe a hundred times. And my machine is running constantly in record, and I'll I'll just be singing BS over the top of it. I'll just hear something, mm-hmm. and, and I'll keep referencing back, and I'll have, oh my God, I'll have layers of tracks with different different ideas, and the words will just seem to flow. I might have heard something watching the news. I might have read something I I read. So um, I I might think subliminally, "Eh, I should write something about that. And Mm -hmm. then I might not think about it anymore. I don't take a note. uh, And I'm hoping that I will have good recall. And that's (laughs) not always the case. Um, And so I usually write in the moment. And people often ask me the same question. They go, where did you get the idea? And I go, I got it in that song while I was doing it. And tomorrow I moved on to the next song. I know I have no idea where I got that first idea from, but this is a new song. And and it's either something that I'm going to read, thought about reading, um, or something that just happened. And I'll just conjure it up and mix it and, and make a cake out of it. And hopefully it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Now, when you're writing the vocal melodies or coming up with the vocal melodies for these tracks, do you do you just do scat vocals and then and then figure out the words later? That's
0: exactly right. That's exactly what I do. I'll hear a melody because the chord is telling me that there's this is where I need to be going and I may change it a few times. But again, I'm always in record mode Mm -hmm. and um, the chord structure will just tell me what the word is. It'll just tell me what it is and it'll just throw it off the screen at me and I'll go yeah there it is there it is and I'll come up with something else and I go, no, know that that's just it's just not rolling it's just not rolling because there there has to be a storyline in it for me to make sense otherwise it's not going anywhere and melody is super important to me so I always try to write a, a really strong melody and I try to match a lyric that even if it didn't completely make sense. It just—it just has a tonality to it that just rolls, and it just works with the chord structure. So, it's—I it's, uh, don't have a magic formula. I'd like to tell you I do. I wish I did. My God, I'd be writing like I'd stay up all night. But it doesn't work like that. for yeah, me. it doesn't. So I have you... to work hard at it. I work really hard at it. You know. Yeah. But uh, but I spend. I spend a lot of hours on every single song. I do. It's you know people talk about oh dude if it comes spontaneous that's the one. And I'm going well maybe it does for you but it doesn't for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? it's different people work uh, work yeah, differently. Yeah. Some people yeah. some people never think the song is finished. It's just oh you know they got a deadline so they have to at some point cut it off. But you know
0: oh the worst part of it is you go that's it right we're done right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I can't let it go. How do I let it go? Yeah. You know. Um and then sometimes you just flog it into submission and then you hate it because you just overworked it, you know.
1: <laughs> what did you come into this album thinking in terms of you know, nobody wants to make the same album twice. How, what did you have in mind to differentiate this from your from your last solo album?
0: I just wanted it to be a harder edge, keep the modern production and 12 good songs. That's all I wanted, and and I had no idea that we were going to get any of that. I mean, you can always make things heavier and louder, and heavy doesn't make a good song necessarily. But there has to be a semblance of a good melody to work with around any set of chords because every singer with the same set of chords will write his thing. So give this, give any one of those 12 songs to another singer. He'll write a completely different album, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. With completely different titles and meanings and all of that, this is what I did with it. And, and so that was, that was all I ever asked for is give me good music and I will do my damnest to give you a good melody, good hook line and, and some sort of a thread that will make this sound like
1: an album. Mm-hmm. I records, know you, you call, have do we
0: call them albums anymore or we call
1: them records now I, I I still call them both al- yeah. albums and records and people are like what are you talking about <laughs> Wanted to make mention because you've you've got a pretty big milestone birthday coming up uh, a week from i, today, do? I do you do <laughs> and, and yet uh and i know last time we talked you said you, you really don't do anything special in order to take care of your voice but your voice sounds amazing throughout this album and uh you know for you to have be blessed with the ability to sing like you do at your age or at any age really uh, uh it, it's it's just an amazing thing do you do you find limits on what you can do when you're in the recording process or you still have your full range oh,
0: absolutely i mean when i'm writing one of the things that i always work on is and I'll, I'll i'll digress here a little bit because i always used to say right at the beginning of writing songs with Mike Schenker in the Macaulay Shanker days. One of the things I always used to say to him was that whatever we do in the studio, I want to be able to do live. I hate going to see a band or bands or whatever it is where I have one or more favorite songs from that particular artist and they just don't cut it live. And it bums me out to hell. And I'm going, why did you even, why did you do something when you were recording, that you knew you could not reproduce live. And that kind of bums me out. And, you know, people fly stiff and we don't fly stuff in. We You get, it's live. That's what yeah. it is. So with that in mind, I um, I always tell people the same story. My voice is like a ping pong table. I know how big the table is. And I know those little white lines, I know where they are. And if I go outside of that white line, I'm 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 threading water <laughs> at this point. So sometimes I'll go there just to push it, because I always like to take it just right up to the edge till it's out. Yeah. Um, and that's what my voice does. I know what I'm capable of doing. I certainly know what I'm capable of not doing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I have a voice that does this. Other singers have voices that just does everything. And uh I know where to go and I know how to make it sound good when I go there and that's what I that's what I've worked on all of the years and it's just knowing where to go in the wheelhouse you know and mm-hmm. uh, and not destroy not destroy the building on the way down. Um, and that's what I try to do and stay healthy while I'm doing it and it's super important to have a blast while I'm doing it. I just love doing it I love it well, and that
1: like you are. Going. it sounds yeah. like you're having a good time uh, this yeah, the lead track alive the the title track and lead single from the album is a fantastic melodic rock song great harmony vocals. You've kind of already addressed this, but I wanted to uh, clarify. You you mentioned that your son does some singing with you. Did anyone else contribute vocals or is just mainly you and, and a little bit your son?
0: Just myself. Um, I don't think, I, I, I think Casey is on today's single, Feel Like Hell. I think he mm-hmm. joined me on the, just only on the intro, on the, ah, we, oui, just because I wanted that sort of mm-hmm. And uh, more voices. One voice wasn't enough, so I wanted to get that sort of gut sound. He's not on. He's not on the Alive single. He's on two, three, maybe four of the other tracks, mm-hmm. um, here and there. He puts a nice color on it, uh, and, and that I like. So it's not all me because I do. I, I do all my lead vocals. I do all my harmonies, mm-hmm. and then I will only add him. I don't add anybody else. I usually okay. only add him just for that little bit of color in certain places that I predetermine, I write it down. I go, I'm going to have Casey sing that. And we sing it together. He doesn't sing it alone. We sing it together so that that blend. And I'll put him here in the studio or I'll put me here so that you get, you just get that sound.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that works really well. And we have a blast doing it. It's great to work with my son, you know, and we yeah. goof off and we goof off. And, <laughs> and, and sometimes he'll go, you got this, Dad, or do you want me to do it? <laughs> you know, so so we have that we have that great camaraderie and a great. I have a great studio engineer with Andy Zuckerman who recorded all my vocals for um, Standing on the Edge. You do if it works, don't fix it. So I I go back to the same place called Institute of Noise here in LA. It's pretty close to me, so it's a no-brainer. came together pretty early on in the writing and i kind of knew where i was going to go after that it's it's you know the the video director says dude it's like what are we going to do here it sounds like one big chorus you know (laughs) and i went well that's if that's how you hear that's good by me it's a positive message it's about resilience really it's like throw the kitchen sink at me do all of this and all of this and all of this but in the end we will we will light this place up because we will come through it. And that's yeah, it's, really what it's about. It's very that's, simple.
1: That's the thing that I took away is the big melodies, uh, the big harmonies. I mean, on the uh, on the the song "Alive," uh, how many robins am, am I hearing in this song?
0: Oh, two only. Usually, yeah. usually, how I record, um, I will I will write I will I'll lay down the track, and I'll usually just double the the harmony because the harmonies, the vocals are. Supposed to be big. I Mm -hmm. I love big, powerful choruses. I'll double my lead vocal and I'm really tight. You can't even tell the difference. And he goes, Did you sing that? And I go, Yeah, didn't you hear it? And he goes, Oh, yeah, I do. I see it on the track now. (laughs) So he doesn't, because I sing it. I I keep it. If you're singing to yourself, it should be really tight. It has to be tight. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I'll harmonize to myself and then I'll stick some harmonies usually on a verse. And the bridge portion is usually big to me. I love to go somewhere different. On the bridge like when we did uh, the ballad can't go on which i think they will drop with with the actual release of the record um on that middle eight section i went left field and one of the writers came to me and he goes please tell me you won't change that melody (laughs) (laughs) i love that melody So sometimes, you know, you lay something down and you go, yeah, that's cool. Uh, Maybe I'll embellish it in the studio. But we didn't actually change anything from the demo to the actual recording. Everything I kind of kept pretty much the same. I was pretty comfortable with it. And I went, it works. It works. I don't want to keep. Mostly what I will do to answer the question more directly is on the the vamp, on the out sections, I usually leave that for the studio. I don't work that up pre. I'd see what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. see how the song, because I use different mics at home than I do in the studio. And then sometimes it just lends itself to, okay, we, we'll do that here.
1: Okay. I yeah. know we're a little pressed for time this time out, but uh, I wanted to g- just touch on, on some of these songs. Yeah. Dead as a Bone as a fantastic solo from Andrea. title phrase come from? Or is that like an Irish saying dead as a bone?
0: Um, it's a very old saying, actually, you know, how do you feel? Oh man, dead, as a,
1: dead tire, dead as a bone, right? Blah, blah. But the
0: song actually came about through the midterm elections, believe it or not, you know, there's a huge thing across the country, but LA is rife with homelessness. And yeah. I was, I was, I was working on the track and there was just something about the structure of the music that just kept harping on me about, imagine all of these homeless people. Somebody, they, they all have a mom. They all have a dad. And what happens to, this is a morbid subject, but what happens to these yeah. poor, unfortunate people To die on the street in a tent, in a gully, in a wash? What happens to them? Where do they go? Where do they go? Who takes care of them? Who's the first guy that's a, that that gets called. Does anybody know that this person is not here anymore? Mm-hmm. How does that how does that take place? And I just started getting myself all wound up and into that that rabbit hole. And I'm going, oh my god! And then I'm started thinking, you know, is there is there a mom or a dad or a brother or a sister somewhere with their head on a pillow tonight going? I wonder where my brother is. I wonder where my sister is. I wonder where my mom, my dad, my son, my daughter. And I'm just going, why am I even thinking about this kind of stuff? But I did. And Dead as a Bone came out as a result of it, you know? yeah, Um, That somebody somewhere is feeling sorry because they think they messed up or didn't do a good job. But there's only so much that's in your control and so much that's out of our control.
1: Yeah. Whose idea was it for you to end the song with your isolated vocal?
0: Oh, I always wanted to do it. I did that on my demos. Okay. I did I did that on my demos and I said to Alessandro, when we get to the bottom, mute the mute the music. Mute the music." it's actually in a lot of places I did it. I I didn't intend intentionally do that. It just seemed to happen. Um and I thought we don't need music here. It just it just needs to be that lonely voice all by themselves because that's what's going to happen. You're going to be left left there on your lonesome and i thought yeah it doesn't make sense having any music here because it didn't make sense to the storyline by you know having all of this stuff around you You you're not going to go out with a fanfare (laughs) usually Uh, and really that's that's yeah that's how that happens
1: okay do you have a favorite track on the album
0: oh i love this i love the title track yeah i absolutely love that chorus when it kicks in i absolutely love it um I love "Bless Me, Father" as a track. I think it's just, just, it's just a great piece of music. I love the ballad "Can't Go On." It's just a, I just, I, I'm going to keep saying it. I think it's just a great song.
1: Yeah, got to have a power ballad.
0: It's just a beautiful melody that that that, that just came to me, and it's just, a, it's just a great melody. I, I just love the track. Um, there's a couple of tracks that are very different right in the middle. You know, "My Only Son" is actually a real story about a real woman who murdered her husband and had an incestuous love affair with one of her sons who also became a Santa Keems read it up. And Mary Tyler Moore played her in a very old sort of mid seventies movie. I think it was maybe, I think it was called my mother's son and it sort of portrayed the life of Santa Keems, who ended up murdering about six people. She kept getting away with it. And, um, the last one, she goofed because they left too much information at the. Side. I love crime movies, as you can tell, and so I decided to read up on the whole thing. and And I went, "Wow, this is this is a good storyline." Because I'm usually down the vampire hole or something. <laughs> and of course, the artwork is is all to do with uh, Frankenstein. That's where all that comes from. It's a laboratory, it's the charge, it's the electricity. It's yeah. all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I'm
1: glad you have an outlet for all these for the for the darker stuff <laughs> And
0: a good thing behind. right <laughs> yeah
1: i I know we're a little short time this time out uh people can go back and listen to episode 56 and and hear more from Robin but uh before I let you go Robin I wanted to know what's next for you 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 mentioned Black Swan maybe next year are you doing any raiding the rock vault or anything uh in terms of touring or going back out with msg
0: yeah i'll I'll, I'll most likely be celebrating the 10th. Anniversary this in March of of raiding the rock vault. I'm not actually part of the show anymore. I declined after seven years and almost 1,500 shows. I thought it was time to step back. Plus, when I was out with Schenkerfest and doing the festivals, I realized how much I had missed that side of the music industry. I love the festivals, I love that performance, and not knocking the residency, but you kind of get lost in that and you lose that. And it's a very different set of, of tools. Um, so I want to continue doing that. I think that possibly more MSG stuff coming up this year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also now part of uh, another classic rock show called Icons of Rock. We were in Bolivia early December, and that has Alex Lidgerwood that was with Santana, actually I had Dave Bickler from Survivor. That's sort of a genre. Classic rock, big, powerful. It's awesome. And so I'm part of that as well. And of course, we will have the, we're going to take a live and standing on the edge and some Black Swan live this year. Well,
1: that'll be great.
0: Frontiers are going to do the festival in Milan and we're hoping that we will just roll on with that. And I'm not sure if we will start the new Black Swan this year, but we'll be doing something.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I hope that they uh, roll some cameras out there and get you a DVD or something out of this.
0: Um, I I think that'd be yeah of course you think they're gonna let that go
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's yeah. free money
1: we can't give that up
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah there's no way they're gonna let that one roll by no pun intended no it'll be rolling for sure yeah all right better be on our a game <laughs>
1: <laughs> robin mccauley the album is called alive comes out on frontiers music february 17th i hope it does really well for, for you i've been enjoying it quite a bit uh con- congratulations on another fantastic release and thank you so much for your time again
0: You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you.
1: Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon, at patreon.com/slash Michael's For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening.